Welcome to Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better, where I talk about my personal and my group coaching clients' experiences of healing our hearts, authentically falling in love with ourselves, and yes, finding someone better. I'm Claire the Heartbreak Coach. Let's take your love life and entire life to the next level. Hello, my loves. Welcome to episode 211. I don't want to be alone anymore. It is a very cozy, snuggly, chilly, rainy day in Santa Barbara. For those of you who are not familiar, California has been in a drought for a very, very long time. And we had a storm two months ago that eroded the beaches, caused mudslides, and it was very scary and treacherous out there. And ever since then, we've been getting some regular rain, and I am here for it. This Irish girl finds so much comfort in the rain, and I actually was texting with my Auntie Mary in Dublin and my first childhood best friend, Cleana, who still lives in my town, Malahide, where I spent the earlier part of my childhood, and they were telling me it was stormy and rainy there, and I know that they're used to it all the time, but it's a real treat for me. Anyway, I know you didn't tune in to listen to the weather (laughs) to this podcast, but I just need you to know I've got my candle lit, I've got delicious tea, and I am loving the rain, and I'm in yoga pants and a cozy cashmere sweater, and I am ready to sink my teeth into this topic of not wanting to be alone anymore. What I love so much about this podcast, if I say so myself, is that I cover obviously the areas of heartbreak, dating, and relationships, but I really do think I say a lot of the same things over and over and over again in different ways. And that is what I think is one of the biggest beauties of coaching. Is that proper English, the biggest beauties? But you guys know (laughs) what I mean, that coaching really is. I had a coach say this many years ago to me. Coaching is saying the same thing over and over again until it sticks. Because if you think about our habitual thoughts of all the good ones are gone, dating is hard, I hate the dating apps, it's really hard to date in this city, I hate being single, there's a stigma attached to my age. When you have all of those repetitive thoughts that you're just automatically playing out, you find it really hard to unwind from those thoughts, right? So listening to this podcast, or if you were to sign up for coaching, The reason why I ask for at least a six-month commitment, whether you do my group or you work with me one-on-one, is because a session here and a session there just isn't going to do the trick because your job is to create new habits in the way that you are looking at your dating life. So I say all of this because the topic, I don't want to be alone anymore, the title of this podcast episode is no different than saying, I hate being single. It sucks being single, right? But the way this line rolled off one of my clients' tongues this uh, recently had me think about it in a different way, which just makes me love my job so much because there's always a new aha and a new way for me to angle things. Similarly to my recent episode, Dating, quote unquote, correctly, which was inspired by Larry's son's basketball coach talking about the analogy of getting the ball into the basket when you're shooting the ball 
You're not trying to get it into the basket. Your job is to just shoot the ball correctly, right? When you're dating, your job isn't to just find the husband and go in with that energy. Your job is to date correctly. Definitely check out that episode if you haven't already. For me personally, it was one of my favorites and it was also a fan favorite. I just love deeply thinking about how to approach your heartbreak journey, your relationship with yourself, and your finding love journey and looking at it in from all these different angles so that your beliefs not only elevate, but they click in a way that is so profound and then becomes so natural in how you carry them around, right? You're so you're so naturally carrying around how much it sucks being single. <laughs> I want you to so naturally carry around how yeah, I'm looking for love. I would prefer if my partner was here, but my life is fucking awesome without him. So this episode was inspired as I said by a client who this is what I love about my clients too. I feel like if I say so myself, I do a pretty good job of just not only seeing my clients and they could say one thing, but I'm like, you're saying this, but I really think it's this going on. What do you think? It's a co-collaboration, but I do believe I create a safe space for my clients to tell me what they're actually thinking. The truth is so much more powerful than just saying, yes, Claire, you're right, Claire. Okay, yeah, that is a better thought to think, Claire. Okay, I'm just going to think that thought instead. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you're new to the podcast, I do coach from the place that it's your thoughts that create your results. It's not that simple. I have deleted many, many podcast episodes, my my earlier podcast episodes where I re-listened to them over the last six months or so and hated the way I was presenting how it's your thoughts that create your results and making it that simple and that black and white. It is nuanced. It is tricky. It isn't easy peasy. You just throw in a thought model, change the thought, and then boom, there's your result. It's not as simple. But I do really believe that when you're practicing, as I just said, better feeling thoughts and making it a practice and committing to aligned actions, you will ultimately create your results in most areas. I could do a whole episode on that. I'm not going to do that. If you want to check out 12 Years Since Rock Bottom, another recent episode, I dive into a little bit more about what I really think about your thoughts creating your results. But I loved that my client raised her hand in my group. I do four calls a week in my group program, all different times. I have women in Europe. They are on the calls. You have four different opportunities to raise your hand. And I had this client who raised her hand recently and admitted that as much as she knows the work works, because when she first came into the group, she was showing up consistently, really learning the tools, sinking her teeth into the videos. And I always say, you get out of the program what you put into the program. Some people aren't even watching the videos and they get out of it what they need. You just have to figure it out for you. But she was super gung-ho in the beginning. And then right before the holidays, she was overwhelmed by work. She had some personal stuff going on and she was putting pressure on herself to also be consistently showing up for her thought work which is really daily self-coaching that I encourage my clients to do majority of the days. And I said, fuck your thought work. You're in stress mode. You're hurting right now. Don't worry about doing thought models and self-coaching. Be kind to yourself. Be gentle with yourself. Give yourself a break. You don't have to be little drill sergeants with the work. 
And so what I loved was that she came to me probably a month or month or six weeks ago. I don't know. All the times are blurring for me now. And I'm recording this now in March of 2023. And she said, when you gave me permission to just take a break from doing the work, I just never went back to it. (laughs) And I laugh at this, you guys. My clients don't get into trouble. I'm like, good for you for raising your hand. And by the way, I bet there are other women on this call watching that are like, oh, thank God she's raising her hand on this because this is totally me too. I've just dropped off on doing the thought work. We do it with exercise. We do it with our meditation practice. We do it with our eating habits or drinking more water, drinking less alcohol, right? It happens to the best of us. And it will happen even when you sign up for coaching and make the big investment of your time and your money. So I really appreciated her just calling herself out. And so the work is to just get curious and dig deeper. And so she said, I know the work works and I come to all the calls and I watch how the work is working for other people. And I just, when I think about bringing pen to paper, I'm just, ugh. So one of the reasons why she realized she was resistant is because she was pretty angry about a loved one and really wasn't ready to shift out of it. And I was like, that's okay. Thought work isn't about making yourself be shiny, happy, and just in this sunshine daisies and rainbows energy about things that are bothering you, especially when there's upheaval with a loved one. She really felt like a loved one was super disappointing and she didn't agree with her behavior and she wasn't ready to shift her mind on it. And I said, that's great. That's part of your work, cultivating awareness and saying, I think what she has done is really fucked up. I think it's really hurtful. And I'm not ready to shift into a more up-leveled way of thinking about it. I'm not ready to shift into peace and acceptance. If anything, I think I just need to accept that I'm pissed and I'm hurt and I'm angry. It's not do thought work to feel perfect and happy about everything. That's not realistic. That's not life. That is not what I am selling for my group program students. Now, some of you listening might be like, well, why is she talking about a loved one? I thought your program is just about healing your heart and finding love. Yes, but a big component of it is your relationship with yourself and healing the relationships around you and navigating that. So if there's something bothering you at work or with a friend or a family member or health stuff, whatever, we're going to coach on that so we can free up the space for you to then be able to search for love from a clearer place or heal your heart from a clearer place if multiple painful things are happening at the same time. So that was a big breakthrough for her. Oh, I don't have to show up for thought work to heal everything or set that person free or forgive that person or try to see where that person is coming from so that I can feel better. Maybe it's just feeling better at owning that you feel justified in being upset and that you're going to be willing to lean into the negative emotion. Yes, so much of the work is about healing your heart to feel better and doing the work to call in love. Don't get me wrong, but you know, even in the finding love journey, if you go on three dates with someone who you really like and you thought was really into you and you're really upset about it and you're not ready to feel better about it, that's okay. But avoiding the work and not cultivating the awareness 
won't really help you then for the next time or get you more clear on how you want to show up differently. I do believe just putting pen to paper, cultivating the awareness, deciding how you want to approach it just in that moment is really, really valuable. So then she said, okay, that's clear to me. But in this moment, I'm going to be honest, which is so great. You're going to get the most value out of your coaching when you're just real with me and real with your own brain. She said, now that that's clear to me, I still don't feel compelled to pull out my notebook tomorrow morning to work on my dating life. Like I'm upset about this situation with my loved one and I don't really feel compelled to do the work. And so I said to her, well, why did you join my program in the first place? Why did you apply? She had a very detailed, wonderful application. And When I asked her that question, that wasn't me being bitchy or combative. It was an honest, genuine question. I asked this to another client who was also feeling resistant. I think being resistant, as I said, to all these new habits like meditating or increasing your exercise or healthier diet or, you know, doing this thought work on a regular basis, I think it's par for the course to be resistant. And yeah, then you've got nerds like me who are like, oh my God, I'm just so desperate to not feel this pain anymore or I'm just so fascinated by the work. But I've also felt the same resistance. And I have so much proof. You guys, I left my lifelong dream of acting to become a coach because I decided I loved coaching more and I never thought I could love anything more than acting. And I know that coaching helped me heal my heart once and for all. I know coaching helped me navigate my relationship with my body, money, alcohol, and that it's ongoing work with some of those areas in my life. For sure, my body, money, alcohol. Coaching had me create this dream business. Coaching for sure had me call Larry into my life. Coaching for sure helps me navigate my relationship with Larry's four children. Coaching for sure is my dream healing modality. And yet I too can be like, nah, I can do it later. Uh, Does it really work when I'm feeling so overwhelmed? So I think it's really normal. And so I asked her that question because I think it's a good reminder, right? It's like, why did you sign up for the health coach reconnecting with your why? And this was the kicker. I said, tell me why you applied to be in this program. And what came out of her mouth was, you're welcome, the title of this episode, I don't want to be alone anymore. I don't want to be alone anymore. That's why I applied to be in this group. Now, I'm curious, what are your thoughts about her saying that? I don't want to be alone anymore. Are you agreeing? Like, yeah, I get how she feels. I would love to do this coaching work or whatever work that you are doing. Maybe it's not with me. I do the work on myself because I just don't want to be alone anymore. It sounds like a very valid reason. And by the way, it is a really valid reason. But you know what? When you think the thought, I don't want to be alone anymore. How does that feel? To me, it feels really disempowering, frustrating, upsetting. What comes up for me is impatience. Like, oh, I just don't want to be alone anymore. Like even the word anymore is very powerful right? Like, cause then it's implying I've been alone for so long. So impatience, frustration, disempowerment, sadness, loneliness, right? And so what I said to her was, okay, how does it feel 
to think about being in this program because you are so ready and so excited to find true love, your person. And she was like, oh, yeah, saying I don't want to be alone anymore. And I'm so ready and excited to find my person is technically the same thing, right? You want to find your person. I don't want to be alone anymore. But when I think about I'm so ready and excited to find my person, I feel lit up. I feel hungry. I feel motivated. I feel inspired. I feel energized. You guys, so many people slide into my DMs and tell me their sob story. And he did this. And then I said this back. Maybe it was me. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. But when he was doing this, this is how I felt. And now I'm heartbroken, but I also really want to find my person and I'm putting myself out there, but I'm not finding him. And And you think that I have some golden nugget that I'm going to give back to you to be like, oh, it's just this, this and this. And maybe I do. Sometimes I do, but I just don't offer free coaching in my DMs. Go to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com, click on the work with me play page, apply to work with me in my group or one-on-one. Or for sure, you guys, just make sure you're subscribed at clairetheheartbreakcoach.com. I have a free video and workbook, Stop Wanting Him Back in Five Steps. The video is amazing. If I say so myself, it's 20 minutes long. You've got a workbook. It's so good. And you know, stay in the loop because my offers change and sometimes I'm doing webinars and different things. So that's the best way to stay informed on my offers. Or maybe you just know at a later date you want to work with me. But you think I have this golden nugget or some wand I'm going to tap on your virtual head or tap on your head virtually and give you some like, it's this answer. And by the way, I do do that a lot with my clients. But most of the time, what's missing is that you are approaching your heartbreak and you are approaching your finding love process from such a defeated place and you don't even realize that you are doing it. You are approaching your heartbreak and you are approaching your finding love process from such a defeated place. And it makes sense. You've been through the ringer or you've been alone for a really long time. You've been trying to date. You still haven't found the person and it's really frustrating. So of course, your brain is naturally going to go to the defeatist place of, I don't want to be alone anymore instead of, oh, I am so ready to find him. I'm living my best life. It's time for someone to get on the Mary Claire Byrne train because it's a fun fucking time. I don't know when he's coming, but I know he is coming. And whether it's today or five years from now, I'm never going to stop searching. I'm going to be super deliberate and clear in my find someone better process that I teach to my group students and my one-on-one clients. And I'm going to feel my negative emotion when someone hurts me or it's been some time and I still haven't found him. I'm still going to be a human and I'm going to move through the motions and I'm going to keep my eye on the prize because the whole reason why you sign up to do this work and make the investment of your time and your money is because you really want that outcome. Because that outcome would make your life better. And so the argument is, yeah, but when I don't have that outcome, of course, I'm going to be more miserable, Claire. No, I always say my life is so much better with Larry in it, but I made the most out of my life leading up to when he wasn't in it. My life is so much better with him in it, but 
I was in the energetic space of loving the fuck out of my life when he wasn't in it. And I was just psyched at the idea of him. I read my belief man plan every morning, which I teach you how to create in my group and with my one-on-one clients. And I was just enjoying my life, enjoying the search. I was not letting any schmuck on the apps getting under my skin. And I was just, I was in, I am ready energy. And so this very hardworking student, she might be laughing as she listens. She'll be like, well, obviously I wasn't hardworking because I wasn't doing the thought work. (laughs) But she really calls herself out and digs deep and knows herself as she's getting coached. And I love that she called this out. And I love that it inspired this episode because I think it's going to be really helpful for so many of you and helpful probably for her to hear and my current clients to hear. And really, honestly, this is a really helpful episode for me to do to remind myself. It's very easy, my loves, to lose sight of the goal when the goal isn't happening and it doesn't even seem to be that you are close to the goal because you just don't see the momentum, which was something that came up for another client of mine. But I'm going to stay on track. So with this client that really landed on her, oh yeah, very different energetic space between I don't want to be alone anymore and I'm just so ready and excited to find my person. So that really clicked for her. And so then I invited her to tell me about this guy. And so she started to list off all the conventional things that we all want. And I don't say that as a criticism for her ambition, attraction, uh, financially stable and good, you know, kind, those qualities that we all want in a partner. But the way she was listing them off was as if she was reading a grocery list. And so I know she's pretty funny. I She cracks me up. And I said, is sense of humor important? Is this guy funny? And she looked up, you know, when you're asking someone something to think of, like you're asking them to think about something and you see them raise their eyes to like look for the answer. I just see it so vividly on my computer screen. She was looking up and she had the most authentic chuckle to herself. And she said, he may not be that funny, but he and I are going to think that the other person is really funny. Like we're going to get each other's humor. And it was the first time that I saw her really being connected to who he is. And she had a good little chuckle. And I was like, there it is. There it is. And there he is. And there's that feeling that you will feel with him here. And it is your job to drop into that feeling place, feeling connected to him and how he'll make you feel and the laughs that you'll have at your own unique, dorky sense of humor that nobody else is going to get. Get that specific thinking about who he is or she or they, whatever gender pronoun applies to you. So those conventional qualities that we all want, and I think sense of humor is also pretty conventional. There's nothing wrong with them, but you need an emotional connection to them. And when you visit that emotional connection, that will have you be in more alignment of I'm so excited and ready to meet him versus I don't want to be alone anymore. You can be in the feeling place of him being here or him coming soon and connect to that every day. And that is going to create the kind of energy that will attract you to the kind of energy that you are wanting. But you're when you're in the wah, wah, it isn't happening. I don't want to be alone anymore. Energy, it's just, it's not open, right? So I can't hit home on this enough. 
I'm not criticizing my client. I'm not criticizing you. You're not thinking wrong. What I'm suggesting is when you're reaching out to me and sliding into my DMs and wanting me to solve your problem, I'm just like, you need you need to apply to work with me because there's so much deeper work and there are blind spots in your presentation of what isn't working that needs consistent practice coaching. And obviously that's my own opinion. Take what you want from this podcast that I'm thrilled to serve for free to you guys. But it all starts from your mentality of how you are approaching your dating life. Are you coming from defeatist mentality or totally motivated and inspired mentality? And if you just got shit on by someone, you need to heal that first before you can get into that inspired mentality. And look back having lived and learned from what didn't work in the past and trust that you're going to show up differently. And trusting that you show up differently doesn't guarantee that the next one will be it. But when you're clear on your belief man plan, which again, I teach you how to do and how to create create it and how to connect with it, and you are intentionally swiping, which I also teach my clients how to do intentionally swiping, not just, yeah, I swipe every day, 30 minutes a day and it sucks and I hate it. And I just swipe left, 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 right? Intentionally swiping. And then when you're going on dates, you are evaluating and doing your date evaluations. Something I'm becoming an extra stickler on with my clients is You are not polling your audience who isn't walking the walk that you are walking. Your friend who's been married for 15 years doesn't know. I'm sorry to say she doesn't know what I know. It's different today. Dating is different. I'm seeing this happen with my clients is that they're being influenced by their married friends who think they know better just because they're married. And that's not necessarily true. And most of the time, my clients were saying, well, my married friend said this. I'm like, do you even respect or desire a marriage like hers? And most of the time they're like, no. (laughs) So really be careful, protect your energy, protect your space. Be careful with who you are talking to about your love life. And the same for heartbreak. It may not be helpful to have someone just be like, girl, you dodged a bullet. You, you probably did, but it doesn't. It, that didn't help me in my rock bottom relationship. I wanted to know how I was going to feel better. And I wanted to have a compelling why to get to being over him. And I want you all to have a compelling why as to why you are looking for your person. That will energize you, that will motivate you, that will inspire you. And then when you're connecting to the feeling place and thinking specifically about the things that you're going to find endearing about each other and you're connecting to your belief man plan. And I know I'm repeating myself here, but like I said at the beginning, I pretty much say the same thing over and over and over again from different angles and in a million different ways to get into your head That motherfucker who fucked you over or the multiple motherfuckers who fucked you over is not your fucking problem anymore. Healing and understanding how you got into that situation and how you let it unfold the way it did. And all the shitty people on the apps are not your problem and they're definitely not my problem. So stop telling me about them because I'm not interested in all the shitty people in the apps. I know they exist. They're not a problem, right? They really aren't. Your job is to keep your eye on the prize and focus on your ideal person. He could be on the apps. He could be on an airplane that you're 
on as well. He could be at the grocery store. He could be at a wedding. He could be fucking anywhere. I don't know where he is, but I know the apps are the most mainstream way to find your ideal person. So when you're in the thinking, feeling place of, oh, I'm so ready and I'm so excited to find my person, you will be more committed and compelled to intentionally swipe slowly, steadily, reading what they have to say. You're going to also have a baller profile. I just coached a woman the other day. I asked her the same question. Who is your guy? She too wanted to just focus on a list. I was like, I don't care about your fucking list. I care about who this man is. When you are reading your list, like it's a grocery list, it is. there's no emotional connection or energy to it. And you're making it work instead of fun in the process of finding your person. And it was so beautiful as she described who she was looking for and what she needed in a partnership. And then I was like, does it say that on your dating app profiles? And she opens up her profile. It's a lovely profile, but it did not indicate exactly what she was looking for. It didn't indicate the important qualities that she's looking for. Don't be the cool girl. You can be a cool girl if you are a cool girl. And this girl who I'm talking about is very cool. But put down their vulnerability, being an emotional support to each other. Those are the things that really matter. Use prompts that show the other person you're looking for a real quality relationship. I know it's a lot. I know there's lots of moving parts, intentional swiping, awesome dating profile, mindset behind the swiping, cleaning up your thoughts about the bullshit that happened to you in the past learning how to evaluate each date. Even if you're certain that person isn't your person, I always have my clients evaluate each date so that they can live and learn. There's a reason why you attracted that person and went out on that date. What are you now more clear on? And then navigating when he does arrive, which is so exciting, but also is bringing up a lot of anxiety for a few of the women in my group who are in the early stages with someone that they really, really like. As I always say, this work is no small feat. And yeah, it can be hard work. But I said this to one of my clients this week, you get to do the work because she was feeling angry, like, oh, now I have to do all this work to find him. I was, you know, doing all the work in my marriage and I knew he wasn't right for me. So I left that marriage, but he finds someone so easily And now I put all the work into that marriage. That didn't work out. And now I have to do all this work to find my person. And I'm angry. I totally get how she feels human to human. I'm not angry at her (laughs) as her coach. I think it's valid. I'm sure many of you listening are like, yeah, fuck yeah. I feel the same way. Fuck yeah. I don't want to be alone either. I don't want to do the work either. I'm over it. Right? And I get it. But that's never going to help you to get to where you want to go. The victim story is never going to help you. Now, you could have been a victim to emotional abuse. I was a victim to emotional abuse. I'm not negating your victim story. I'm just highly, highly encouraging you to drop the victim story before you enter into your next level finding love story. And as I say that, Larry and I had to work through a lot of triggers in the first year of our relationship. I was fucking terrified. There were moments where I truly did unravel but I waited. (laughs) 
I waited. I didn't do it in the very beginning. But as shit got more real and we made the decision for me to move to Santa Barbara, I freaked the fuck out. When I moved to Santa Barbara, I freaked the fuck out. When we had our year anniversary, I freaked the fuck out. It's part of the process. I do not claim you wrap all of your wounds up in a nice, neat bow and then you're ready for love and no wound is ever, you know, touched on or triggered again. No, that was not my experience. But all of the healing work that I did do, I know attracted me a man who wanted to walk through the fire with me. It's going to make me emotional. Oh my God. It's so worth it, you guys. And you don't have to do the work. You get to do the work and you get to decide an amazing, compelling reason to look for your person or a defeating, discouraging, frustrating, impatient reason to look for your person. You get to choose. And I would highly suggest getting so excited and so ready for him to arrive and show up every day like it could happen any day. If you are interested in picking up what I'm throwing down because you're like, yeah, I agree with all of this, but I'm not exactly sure how to go about it or where to start, then again, go to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com, click on the work with me page and apply to my group. I've got a six month option now. We've got a payment plan option. I am here. I am ready. And all it takes is you being ready too. all my love. Bye. My love, are you ready to stop wanting him back and find someone better? Then head on over to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com and sign up for my one-year group coaching program. I can't wait to put a stop to your broken heart and get a start on your happily ever after.